Welcome back to Superior Mind Body Health Podcast. I am your host, Monica Bana. And today I have Peter Sass. And we are going to discuss a three day water fast, but it's not a typical water fast. He recently did a three day water fast utilizing hydrogen or molecular hydrogen water. So he's going to share some of the insights and compare how he felt with doing just regular water versus molecular hydrogen. And of course, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and ring the notification bell for more insightful content on fasting and well-being. Everything that we discuss in this podcast is for educational purposes only. None of this is medical advice. So always consult your PCP before making any changes. Hello, Peter. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me and thanks for having a chat with me. And yeah. If you don't mind, uh, just give us a little bit of introduction of yourself, who you are. I mean, look, ultimately, the short version is that my values and priorities are health, wellness, freedom and choice. And so that's primarily how I live my life and have created this life to be in line with those values and priorities. And um, yeah, it's been a journey and well, it's it's always a journey, it never stops. I've come a long way, have a long way to still go. And so, yeah, I like to be in total control of my days and uh, that's where I've been able to yeah, create was that dream lifestyle, laptop lifestyle, beach lifestyle, do what I want where I want. But ultimately, you know, that side is all wonderful, but I think the biggest um, wellness is health. Health, you know, is wealth. And so, yeah, I try and do many things to take care of that side because you probably know and understand health is not one thing you know it's it's a puzzle that comes together many pieces and if there's one lacking it starts to impact you know the full picture and uh so it's about making sure that we're doing the best we can with all the pieces and it's a constant yeah evolutionary you know of learning growing experiencing experimenting because I mean that's another thing you know I've done I've done vegetarian for five years to now practically be carnivore so through personal experience I have come to understand and there's this theory then there's experience so I sort of know both now and um, so I can speak from yeah experience in many aspects in many ways what and look what's worked for me doesn't necessarily always work for everyone but we are fundamentally in a roundabout way all the same. And there is slight variations and tweaks and differences, but overall we are um, practically the same. So yeah, always excited to share anything that can help people. And uh, that's what I do try and do even on my social media. And sometimes the things I do share is uh, a bit controversial and I do break some community standards, but hey. <laughs> Hey, some you have to sometimes, you know, when you when you are true to what you believe in, 
unfortunately you have to be the you cannot be just a sheep per se but i 100% agree with you health is a journey and you are a great example of health you know you're if you look at uh, peter's instagram i mean you are in a phenomenal shape has health always been have you always been kind of like the health uh, junkie or did that evolve at some point or did something occur in your life where you were like okay this is it i need to take care of my health <laughs> yeah yeah good question i mean firstly thanks and i actually love to ask when people ask me how old are you i actually ask them how old do you think i am because i like to see what people say and yes i do get generally 10 years younger that people tell me when they guess my age. So I'm 42, just oh, I have no wow. issue hiding it. And uh, yeah, look, I do many things, like I said, to be in the health physically. Um, in fact, physically, I do a lot. Now, to be quite honest, I, I need to do a lot more on the mental, emotional part. But, um, and this is where I go back to the, health puzzle you know we have much more than just the physical body and um yeah so even on this journey i mean i was never fully aligned and prioritized health as i do now and uh, i guess probably most of us as we're young health is not really a priority mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> it, it's we're party. invincible right invincible well, yeah we got time yeah, but I mean, it's it's priority, right? You you want to have fun, enjoy life, drink, go out, do all those things, and then you know, as as uh, we mature, let's call it that, <laughs> priorities changed and change. And look, I would say probably in my early thirties is when I started to take more control and be conscious because most of the time not just in health, but I think most people are just going through life subconsciously. I mean, we op we actually operate, all humans primarily operate 95% of every day from the subconscious. We're only 5% conscious of our every day anyway. But, um, you know, I used to just eat without really thinking, you know, just go to the supermarket, buy whatever, without really understanding where does this come from, what's in it. You know, is this good for me? Is it sort of, I suppose, bad for me? And um, yeah, in my thought, like I said, early 30s, nothing, nothing happened. I've never had any major health issue, health scare, health concern, disease, illness, and I never will ever. And that's because I will make sure of that because, you know, ultimately health is a choice and there's something, you know, people refer to health care. I don't believe that Western countries have healthcare, they have sick care, and I will never need it. I may need at some point emergency um, if something happened in an accident, but that side of things where I rely on the system and the sick care is not something that I will need because, um, yeah, I every day I do the things I need to do to make sure that I do not get there. So, yeah, it's just been a progressive journey in my early 30s, being more conscious, understanding, um, finding information and just digging and, 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 and yeah, working out 
what could help me be healthier, live better, uh, live longer. Because that's another thing. I don't want to be, you know, I look at people in my, my age. They're physically, obviously, not in a good place. And, uh, I mean, overall, most Western countries are very obese. And obesity is an indication of being unhealthy. You cannot be overweight and be healthy. It's impossible. And so, you know, I also believe we're in this weird time in the world where we're normalizing obesity. And, you know, you should love yourself for how you are, how you look. And, you know, I'm big boned and, and you know, big size and, and all these things. And I understand, yes, you shouldn't beat yourself up. You shouldn't put yourself down. You shouldn't, you know, have that negative self-talk, all that. But we literally are accepting the fact that we are, as a society, extremely unhealthy. You know, all diseases, illnesses are skyrocketing in double digits. You know, children are actually, you know, highly um, unhealthy and starting young to have these major health issues and complications and allergies that, you know, never really existed 50 years ago. So something's not working. So, yeah, I've realized all this. And like I said, it's just been a continuous journey of learning, growing, refining, because that's another thing like this, for example, this whole vegan, vegetarian, you know, there's there's sort of, I suppose, science or evidence out there saying that's the healthiest way of living. But through experience, I can say that for me, it most definitely was not. And I do tend to find a lot of people that have gone down that path, um, have created some major health issues longer term. Short term, some people get some good benefits, but longer term, I find a lot of people go back onto animal products and they actually heal themselves when they introduce animal products. So, yeah, sorry, long answer, but nothing major happened. It was just a, I've worked out that it's a priority. And if I don't have my health, if I'm in the best shape, physically, mentally, emotionally, then... It affects everything. It's not just exactly. one. You're, you know, you don't feel good. Yeah, if you don't feel good inside or if you're overweight. I I mean, when I was 70 pounds heavier, like, yeah, I could say I love myself, but I really didn't. I could lie to myself all I wanted, but I felt I couldn't bend over and tie my shoes because my belly was in the way. I felt awful. So, yes, I do agree. You know, I, I'm not saying you should be beating yourself up, but you should be going towards the direction of health because obesity is unhealthy. It causes so many comorbidities and preventable diseases like diabetes, high blood pressure, because your body is carrying that fat on top of the organs. It's not even what's on the outside, but what's in the inside of your belly, the visceral fat, which is the most dangerous. If you think of the liver, if you have so much fat on top of your liver or your kidneys, it takes so much more work for that organ to pump and, and work. So but we're not going to get off on that topic. I want to, um, I do want to go back to the um, journey of you going from vegan to uh, meat based mainly or whole foods. Uh, but first, I want to hear about your recent three day hydrogen water fast because I was like, Peter is doing a three day water fast. I didn't even know you're fasting. Uh, we met in Madeira uh, in Portugal. I had no idea what you, you were into fasting. So, I would love for you to share a little bit about that experience you just recently finished. Yes. I mean, with fasting, 
I mean, first of all, I've been doing intermittent fasting and extended fasting for probably 10 years now. So, you know, I started doing it before it became sort of fashionable. (laughs) And it's good that it's becoming fashionable because, yeah, there is a huge awareness around it, which is great. And um, it's not just fasting I do. I mean, I, I generally do anything that I believe can help improve my health wellness. And that is basically, I guess you could call it environmental stress. Um, that includes cold exposure, hot exposure, you know, fasting. These are very good stresses, environmental stresses for the body to become better, stronger. And because we have a lot of bad stress, and that is all the financial stress, the ridiculous, absurd stress of social media, trying to live up to this unrealistic fake world, all these stresses that are killing us. But then there's good stress, which is, yeah, the extreme heat, uh, fasting. And so, yeah, I have been doing it for a while. But, um, you know, obviously, as you are now well aware and use and consume molecular hydrogen, it just makes the benefits, the results even better. Um, And so, yeah, I've done many two, three-day fasts, but now, of course, with molecular hydrogen and the endless scientifically proven benefits just help to, yeah, intensify the results and the benefits, which, you know, there's over 2,000 studies on molecular hydrogen from anywhere from anti-inflammatory, anti-allergy effects, anti-aging, anti-cellular death. So it just literally helps with practically anything and everything you can think of. And that's another reason why I love molecular hydrogen because there's just endless upside and no downside. Like there's nothing on the planet that exists like that where there's not like a negative or a issue or a too much of it or something. But with molecular hydrogen, it's literally endless upside and no known negative contraindications or side effects or anything bad. And so, and it's naturally produced in our body anyway. Um, so yeah, like I said, with just molecular hydrogen, it just uh, makes that fasting such a, so much more powerful. What what difference have you seen with doing just straight water fast to using molecular hydrogen throughout your fast? What's been like some of the main differences? Well, I mean, as we know, or as you know. But there, obviously, with molecular hydrogen as well, it helps with sleep, um, and it can help um, with anti-inflammation and all those things. So, I mean, I've, I haven't noticed any, to be honest, any major, major difference. But I have been also consuming molecular hydrogen now for months and months. The one thing I've definitely noticed is more energy, more clarity, more peace. And um, I just remember actually the first time that I got the new version, our incredible bottle. And uh, I was at a what shop. bottle? Can you share the bottle that you use right now? Oh, yes. The Luma Vita. Yes. Luma Vita, incredible, as we call My it. favorite. Uh, liquid favorite. light. Yes. Liquid light vessel. And we call it liquid light because it does much more than produce just molecular hydrogen. It is also... Uh, infusing it with frequencies and also uses real magnets to magnetize and essentially create live water 
and it's like a mini planet. So mm. hence why we call it liquid light. But um, yeah, like I said, the, the, the first time I used it, this particular one, because I was using another uh, previous bottle that was just producing molecular hydrogen. It didn't have the magnets. It didn't have the frequencies. But yeah, I was just in the shop and I was just staring out of the shop. I was waiting in line to pay and I just, I don't know, I just felt so peace. Everything was just so vibrant and 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 connected. And it was like, that was the first day I was using it. And that, that was like, I was just noticed like, wow. Um, and I think that's mostly contributed to not just the molecular hydrogen, but also the frequencies. Um, we have an incredible program called Luma Vitae, which is essentially mimicking the sun, photosynthesis and everything. So I think that combination I've noticed and my skin, um, I'm constantly, you know, I'm told as well about my skin and um i mean your skin like, looks like it's glowing like I, I literally was like is he does he have a filter on i mean your skin looks so good it's it's literally glowing for those who are watching on 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 youtube on the video thank you but i mean did you put makeup on it, be honest it, yeah do you i have did makeup on i i did it's this <laughs> not really do you use I, it on your morning, skin every morning I wash my face and my head with a bottle of molecular hydrogen you water. You do? Oh, I haven't tried that yet. Well, it's okay. definitely good for your skin. That's another thing about molecular hydrogen that it, as you know, it's the smallest molecule on the planet, hence why it's so powerful. It can penetrate deep into the cells, past the blood-brain barrier, and go into all those places that not nothing else really can but that also includes your skin it can penetrate deep down and and uh hydrate and do all those amazing things so yeah definitely i've been doing that now for a few weeks i have to try that i haven't done that yet i haven't put it on my skin i mean i literally would take baths in it if i could make enough <laughs> to be in my bathtub but maybe they'll create uh, one day something that creates you know hydrogen water in like large quantities where you can bathe in it maybe well, there is, there is wait, hydrogen. Wait. There are hydrogen baths. They are? Of course. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Japan, Japan is very big with molecular hydrogen. They've been, they've been ahead of the curve. And yeah, they have hydrogen baths. And we will be able to, through our um, amazing, not just bottle, but there are going to be other products coming. And yeah, hydrogen bath. So we should probably be some tablets that you drop into the bath and it will obviously um, release hydrogen gas and uh, you can have hydrogen bath. But yeah, they do exist in Japan. They're very popular because, yeah, like I said, it is amazing for the skin. Uh, of course, with a bottle like this size, you'd have to create quite a lot of bottles <laughs> before you can fill a bath. Yep. <laughs> but um, um... the face and the head definitely is something that uh, is easy to do. I'll have to try that. So, Peter, I'm curious, um, since like when you fasting, you go past that day one, day two, and you get into the autophagy, like with hydrogen being the smallest molecule and really going to every part of your body, do you think it with being in autophagy that it helps repair and heal like the cells, like precancerous cells and all that stuff? Because I I, you know, before during my fast, and I recently started using molecular hydrogen as well. And I've definitely seen a difference, like you said, in energy. I, I'm a coffee drinker and I've only had like a small little cup of black, black coffee and I don't have those crushes. I don't have the, like, 
the bad symptoms like headache and all that stuff. What are your thoughts on the autophagy and everything else? I mean, as you know, that with fasting, the longer you go, the greater the benefits. And that's why, yes, I do do the daily sort of, I mostly eat in a six hour window, but yeah, it's after the sort of 24 hours where, you know, you start to get into that ketosis, real ketosis and um, yeah, autophagy where, you know, inflammation starts to drastically decrease and your digestive system really starts to repair growth hormones start to spike and all those amazing anti-aging fat burning starts to really peak and then yeah you know 42 48 to 72 hours your immune system starts to reset regenerate mental health and all these amazing things so for those that haven't done it you know it's definitely something that i recommend it's it's literally one of the most powerful known biohacks that's literally free not only free you're saving money yeah. <laughs> and time. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And so I love doing it because, you know, I love my food as well. So every day is like, okay, what am I going to eat today? What am I going to eat today? But you have to worry about food. You have to worry about cooking. You have to worry yeah. about anything all day. It's great. You got, you're right. You have so much free time in your day. that That's why people get bored and they're like, oh, I'm bored. Yes, you got to create things to do. But yeah, like I do know, I, I do remember as well on, on one of the days, I think it was the second day. I was walking to the sauna and uh, yeah, I just felt so alive and so energized. And yeah, obviously, you know, like you said, with using molecular hydrogen, um, it's known to increase energy and ATP production, you know, protects DNA. But yeah, and, and like I said, it's 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 scientifically proven on all these endless benefits. So I know that it's doing all the work that it needs to do and that's what's so amazing about molecular hydrogen that it is referred to as the god molecule because it goes and, and even scientists can't explain it like it just goes into the body and it goes to where it needs to do the work and whatever it needs to do and so i just trust the process and i know that um it's doing it i just worry about making sure that i put it into my body and i put pretty much all my water intake is uh molecular hydrogen rich but yeah, it's definitely um, has done amazing work for my health and wellness. And like I said, definitely the visible signs are hair, sort of skin, even nails, um, you know, growing quicker. Um, so yeah, and, and, and energy, clarity, peace. These are, these have been some of the main things because I'm overall, like I said, generally healthy. So. You know, for some people that are struggling with some major health complications issues, they may see some really drastic things very quickly. But for someone that's um, relatively healthy, it's just about, you know, adding an, an incredible tool in the toolbox to get that extra edge and improve and uh, enhance even more our uh, health wellness Good points. And Peter, you know, we are 99.9% .9 water. Our cells are made up of water. So water is essentially like the most important thing. If you're just struggling with like, oh, what should I change? There's so much out there. Start with proper water, especially molecular hydrogen. If you can get good quality water, not top water and molecular hydrogen,
you're that's a great start right there and you're going to see differences like peter said you are going to see pretty big changes within even days or weeks yeah i mean like i said it all depends we're all completely different have different obviously base to our health and wellness but like you said water i mean look the way i say it is it's the most important thing after oxygen right is mm-hmm. oxygen is something that we can't live without for what a few minutes yeah. um then it's water and then i guess it's nutrition and food but yeah water is something that I, again since i started this health sort of prioritizing health the yeah, i've been filtering water for a decade not just that but i mean we can take it even a step further because showering Um, filtering the drinking water is a well definitely should be the the biggest priority but even after that a shower filter because that's another thing the skin is a carrier not a barrier whatever goes in the skin ends up in the bloodstream and so you know there's a lot of contaminants in water period whatever comes out of every tap in the home i mean there's even then, then it's even going to the next step you can add a whole house filter that filters literally every single the the mains coming into the entire house and then every single tap you have clean water but yes through this journey of um you know sharing this incredible bottle of molecular hydrogen yes many people are you know getting ed- educated on water but at the same time you know i do find sometimes you know and this is when people I suppose don't prioritize the health and wellness um that they're sort of not willing to spend money on water and to me that's crazy you know it's it's literally the second most important thing in life keeping you alive giving you health people don't bat an eyelid spending buying the latest iphone buying the latest tv whatever all these things that are doing nothing to your health in fact actually they're detrimental to your health overall yes. but you know spending money on even purchasing you know good clean water that's you know the right tds the right ph the right mineralization and all those it, it, they're like very uh, against that idea or notion and so yeah it's actually crazy so the one thing i definitely recommend people is get your water right i mean the first part is getting it to contaminant free and that's where filtering comes in play now that's a whole long topic and conversation as well which is a good filter a bad filter but it's also about starting somewhere and then continuous improvement because the filter i use now is completely different to the one i used 10 years ago you know you start somewhere and and also depends where you live because there's different companies doing different filters what you have access to what uh, water you have access to so it's about definitely first priority is yeah getting contaminant clean water because as the saying goes if you don't filter your water you are the filter mm. and uh you know it, it also i call tap water government juice 
<laughs> I like that. Well, there's fluoride. I mean, fluoride is neurotoxic. There's just so many other things you don't want to ingest, let alone put it on your body. That's a great point that you made shower or the water you use to bathe, brush your teeth, right? It's all it's all going inside of your body. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can start with one. We start with something and then move on to the next one, but have it as your main goal to, to change those things in your house or in your household. Um, do you uh, drink anything else other than the mo molecular hydrogen during your fast? Nope. Oh, sorry. Um, the water is all pretty much molecular hydrogen. I mean, that's the only water I drink. Um, I put everything through the bottle to infuse it with molecular hydrogen. I do have black coffee. Um, it's actually quite funny because in this last fast, I was doing some more research and everything, and I found a couple of doctors that um, were just literally doing some tests on... I know for a fact that black coffee doesn't... Um, get you out of ketosis but um, you know there are, and I know as well that um, fat like for example ghee or butter also doesn't spike your insulin and get you out of ketosis but what was interesting they did test with like butter cream MCT oil what was interesting MCT oil actually uh, improved and enhanced ketosis and ketones it actually spiked it so it actually enhanced the fasting and it definitely and, and it and it actually also reduced the glucose and insulin so mct oil is is actually very beneficial using it while fasting I mean, it's good to use all the time but while fasting so yeah i do use black coffee um well when i say black coffee i do put i, I generally put ghee in it um and that's for a few reasons and I also this time did a little bit of um, salt, good quality salt, just to add a little bit of minerals. Mm -hmm. But other than that, that's that's it. I have done in the past just straight water, um, but yeah, it's 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 generally it's coffee and molecular hydrogen water, and the coffee also like there's 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 many benefits as well. Um, with using, and I even heard green tea is actually very good as well. Um, using that while fasting, I didn't have any green tea, so I didn't use that. But yeah, that's that's it. It that's that probably the three things that four, I guess: coffee, green tea, hydrogen water, and some salt or some minerals. That's um, how I would fast or fast. Yeah. Do you uh, work out during your prolonged fast? Good question. I mean, I I when I do work out, um, I always like to work out fasted. So even today I went to the gym and I generally don't eat till about 2, 3 p.m. So I always go gym fasted on an empty stomach. And but when you do a more prolonged two, three-day fast, it's not recommended to be doing anything too high intensity. And it just I just use logic and common sense you know your body is going through a process of healing you know doing all this internal work you don't want to do anything crazy heavy i did do actually a little bit of a workout just basic push-ups um so nothing nothing intense so no, i like don't, lifting I don't weights do or not lifting weights or like doing anything crazy yeah 
No, you and, and it doesn't make sense because uh, you know lifting weights, you're tearing the muscle, and and um, you need protein to repair the muscle. So if you're not putting in any protein, and and also you're taking then away the body from doing the internal healing work on your digestive system, you some all those things. So to me, it doesn't make sense, and and nor. I mean, I may have the energy for a short while, but obviously, you know, going for 45 minutes, an hour of intense workout, you, you wouldn't have the energy very quickly deplete your energy sources, you know, on, on a fasted, uh, in a fasted, in a prolonged fasted state. So no, I don't do anything heavy at all. Just very light. Sometimes I never do anything. That, 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 what, the way that fasting is actually even better is to be in a relaxed state um, that's mentally, physically, emotionally. I mean, I, I do go for a walk, mm -hmm. nothing too intense, but, um, you know, it's good to be yeah, in a relaxed state and let the body do its thing. Yeah, because, you know, if you're doing too much or you're uh, doing strenuous exercise or you're in a lot of stressful situations in life, it can actually raise your cortisol and increase your blood sugar. And if your sugar is high, you, you're not in ketosis. It's hard to get into ketosis or, or really the healing state because your body is fighting that cortisol. So great points. Um, and there's always so much confusion, confusion about that. And I, you know, there's times where I used to work out and there's so much out there. Yeah. Do what you feel, but that totally makes sense. When you are letting your body heal inside, why would you go and tear the muscle fibers down and have your body repair that? Yeah, that makes no sense. So how often do you incorporate a prolonged fast? You are obviously, you're not doing this for weight loss. You're in perfect uh, shape. And uh, so you're not doing it for weight loss. How often do you incorporate this in your, in your health routine as a preventative measure? Yeah. I mean, look, I don't generally do it for weight loss, but you know, I, I'm human and, um, especially the the lifestyle that I've had the past little three years of a lot of traveling, you know, with, with a lot of traveling, it's impossible to sort of have that routine and be able to eat very well and, and do all that while being on the move constantly and socializing all that. So yeah, sometimes I may let myself go a little bit. And so that's actually good. That's, that's a time for two reasons. One, just cut off that, I suppose, extra little few kilos that I put on and just drops off. And, and also, yeah, a, a reset. Because this is the thing that people just, again, I, I'm, the way I operate is very logic and common sense, right? And also, I've come to understand that I just look back at how we used to do things and how we used to live. And to me, when I look back, we never sat down and had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? In caveman days, they, they went hunting. And I know for a fact, like the tribes, you know, they go hunting all day and then they maybe come back, maybe come back. Because sometimes they don't catch anything. So the digestive system, our body is not designed to be constantly having stuff put in there to metabolize and digest. The, it needs a break. And that's why that's why fasting is amazing because while we're eating, the digestive system is working that food. 
when there's no food, it can go on to doing other things in healing and doing that that work of uh, regenerating. So I don't have like a set time when I do it, but I also love food. So I always have that, it's still, I have that mental battle, like, oh my God, no food for three days. But yeah, it's, it's when I feel a bit, uh, you know, feeling a bit, off or after I've, I've I've traveled a lot and I've indulged a lot and then yeah it's a time for reset so I just do it ad hoc so just I... intuitively you listen to your yeah. body and just being intuitive about when you when you know it's time when you're so clean and so healthy you know when your body is like okay I need a reset from all these carbs I drank uh, ate or uh, traveling because traveling can be so hard on your body and you're right you don't you don't eat the typical foods you're more likely to splurge and uh, eat things that you normally would not eat yeah great points so i want to go back to your uh, experience what you said you used to be vegan and how long were you vegan and how did it transform you being to where you're at right now eating uh, meat primarily yes it's an interesting story so i mean firstly i was never vegan vegan i was only vegetarian i never fully gave up everything i guess i i fell into the v uh, vegetarianism because uh as i heard it was the healthier option um and so again me basically doing everything that i can to be the healthiest that I can. I thought, okay, um, that's what the science is saying. So anyway, so yeah, I, I cut meat out. And uh, then the interesting part is I caught myself watching a lot of videos, people eating meat and cooking meat. <laughs> now, before that, I couldn't look at meat. I was disgusted by it. This is This is... I've conditioned myself to despise meat and, and be put off by meat. But then literally I caught myself looking at cooking videos and just my body was literally craving it. it got that, so that's where I started to realize what the hell is going on here. How, and long, is the, this into, how long is this into being a vegetarian? Yeah, so nearly, like I said, nearly five years after five, five years. years. And the interesting part is that I've heard this story many times from other people as well. Mm. Many people that have gone vegetarian, vegan, their body just starts to crave it and ask for it. And that was my sign. I'm like, what is going on here? And then and then I started, and then I heard this, the latest craze, carnivore diet. Now, I can honestly say the first time I heard it, I was like, what the? And I thought <laughs> this is the most stupid thing ever to only eat meat. I thought it's the most insane people are losing their mind. And then, anyway, the more I started looking into it, I just started to hear people having incredible benefits, results, and everything. And then, you know, I, I had, and I still have some skin issues, which is, is a bit of a mystery that I'm still trying to solve, uh, which actually I can relate it to what, maybe caused it but I, I sometimes get severe eczema psoriasis dry skin dry scalp i do i i did 
in my younger days have severe eczema um, and I did say uh, I did take some nasty drugs which I think screwed my internals up and maybe I'm still trying to heal that but Anyway, the, the point is I was always, I've always been trying to heal that and work out, is it diet, is it something I'm eating? Because there's, there's a lot of people that are very sensitive to eating any plants. Like I know, I don't know if you heard of um, Jordan Peterson and his yep. daughter. And that's another reason after hearing his story that he cured gum disease, he cured depression, he cured all these things. And all he eats is literally steak, like meat. Nothing else, nothing else. <laughs> and so hearing all these things, it just started to, I started questioning everything. And, and, and anyway, long story short, yeah, the first time I ate meat, I just felt so freaking alive after it. Like literally I was buzzing. And like mentally it was a battle because after five years of not eating meat, I had to conquer that mind that I'm like, this is not right. You know, this is an animal and all that, which is, you know, I, I fully agree and understand the full ethics side of, of veganism and vegetarian, which is one big thing why I also did it. But if my health is not in the best shape and at the end of the day, you know, I believe if I can't be in the best shape and if I have to eat meat to be in my optimal, it's, it's, it's like the hierarchy of survival. Right, a lion is not going to sit there and like, oh, this poor zebra, I'm going to eat. <laughs> he just eats it, and uh, so that's where I realized as well. Like, if I need to eat meat to be in my best shape, in my best state, then that's what I have to do. And um, you know, I'm thankful. You know, I, I look at, I suppose, food differently now than I used to when I was just eating unconsciously. But yeah, so long story short, my body started craving it and asking for it. And then after that, I just noticed the difference. And yeah, I know now, as much as people say, you can get all your protein from vegetables. I'm literally living proof. And my friend, I have so much anecdotal evidence. My, my friend was a vegetarian for 10 years. And we sort of started eating meat at the same time. And uh, I just noticed putting on muscle like crazy as soon as I introduced meat. And him as well. He changed nothing in his life. He only introduced meat again. He was working at the same way, doing everything same. He noticed huge changes in muscle and strength and everything. So, yeah, he just gave me this anecdotal evidence on myself that there's just something in and, – and, and I don't know. I mean, this is a whole other conversation. Amino acids and amino acid profiles and what comes from what and plants don't have the right amounts, right ratios, all these. So – you know, and protein, I believe, is well, not just I believe, it's 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 the fundamental building block of a lot of our internals and and uh, organs and cells and everything. So, if you're not getting enough protein and all the amino acids that we need, which is nine essential amino acids, the body struggles to rebuild and and being good health. So, yeah, that's sort of journey. And since then, yeah, I've been very uh much eating meat because i've realized i feel freaking amazing i have just a piece of steak and i feel incredible when i eat other things and uh plants as well like that's another thing before eating meat i, I was very bloated and i had a lot of gas 
<laughs> and that's a sign of something going wrong. You shouldn't be farting all the time. That's that's an indication that there's something not right. So if if you know we are uh, gassy a lot, there's there's something not working. There's something not right. There's a, a digestion is suffering, and so yeah, it's I've realized that when I eat meat, I feel freaking amazing. If I eat, you know, I used to eat big plates of vegetables because if you're not eating meat, you got to try and get the calories, the protein, everything, and then the body is just overloaded and I'm uh, bloated. So, yeah. Do you eat uh, anything? Do you eat anything else other than meat or just yeah, straight? Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not a carnivore. I have thought of doing a strict thirty days just to see. But no, I haven't gone that, down that path of being a carnivore, as it's called, just sort of meat and eggs. I do love now meat and eggs. There's, there's another, that's another thing. There's a lot of mis, mis, misinformation around eggs. It's one of the healthiest foods and uh, cholesterol and all these things. Uh, there's a lot of myths around it. Yeah. But no, I'm not full carnivore. I eat, uh, I, I eat, I eat sort of a, normal diet i guess i there's there's except eating junk i whatever i eat is healthy so whole foods meats yeah, whole foods, mainly yeah, whole yeah. Foods, yeah yeah I, I try stay away from yeah obviously complex carbohydrates you know breads pastas all these all these things don't get me wrong i love to indulge as well like yesterday i had pizza i freaking love pizza um <laughs> but you know, the, the thing I've learned as well is you, you cannot be 100%. And that's where people fail. And that's why diets don't work. Because what's a diet? I'm going to do something. I'm going to try and do something, be perfect with the diet. So be 100% for a short period of time. And and then I'm going to go back to how I was. But only lifestyle change works. And the lifestyle change doesn't mean you're going to be 100%. You, try, you aim for 80 90%. And, and you indulge and you have, because if you're trying to be 100%, you will fail. You'll be miserable, you'll, you'll fail. We're human, we're not robots. And as long as you do aim for that 80, 90%, you'll be good. So yeah, I try and yeah, stick to whole food, healthy. The way I operate and the way people should actually operate is to eat food that don't have an ingredients list. If it has an ingredients list, doesn't matter if it's organic, doesn't matter if it's healthy, no. It's still not good. It's been processed. It doesn't have the macronutrients, probably the minerals, the things that you need digested and all those. So generally speaking, when you go to a supermarket, 99% of the supermarket is not food. <laughs> and if it has an ingredients list, it should be limited. Yeah, good point. And you know, Peter, there's so much confusion, like with all these different ways of eating the carnivore, the vegan, vegetarian, keto, this, that. And obviously, I love that you're sharing your side of your story, because it's, it's, it probably gives people a lot to think about. But you have to apply what works for your body, be intuitive, you know, really tune into what it feels like if you're eating, you know, whether it's meat or vegetables, the opposite, and you don't feel good, you're tired, you bloated, whatever, then you need to change something, you know, maybe do an elimination diet. So we're not here to preach one or the other, because everyone has a different experience. But I love hearing these different stories, because it kind of helps me 
create my own my own little concoction and try things that perhaps work for me. But I agree with you 100%. Eliminating processed stuff, anything that comes in a box that has like a list of ingredients, just cut it out. You're, you can never go wrong with, you know, if it's one ingredient says apple, you're good <laughs> or whatever steak. It should not have a bunch of other ingredients other than maybe salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything you said, I mean, there's different layers. There's firstly, yes, the, the stuff that's not even food. It's full of, um, you know, all sorts of toxic chemicals, preservatives, Colorings. Yeah. So yeah. that's already, that's, that's something we shouldn't eat. Or if we do, rare case right okay indulge live a little bit whatever yolo as the saying goes but very rarely and then after that you know yes it's about sticking to one ingredient an apple but then it gets even i suppose then you go to the next step is it apple is the apple organic or is it sprayed with herbicides pesticides so you know there's different layers and you know obviously the way i look at it you should work up your way to the top i mean okay the top is ultimately growing your own food because that's the only way you know exactly what's in it. But, yeah. you know, doing the best we can, you know, and, and I believe if we go and buy food, go organic, one ingredient. And then, like you said, the meat, well, grass-fed, um, obviously free of growth hormones, antibiotics is what we should be striving for. But, you know, it's always about doing our best. Now, um, the elimination is 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 the only way. Now, like, like I said, we're all fundamentally the same. So what I mean by that is we all need protein. Now, depending how much can vary, you know, first of all, males, females need different amount. If you're working out a lot, you need to rebuild muscle, you may need more than someone that's sedentary, sitting down all day doing nothing. But at the end of the day, the fundamental thing is we all need protein, the same way we need vitamin E, all these things. And that's why, you know, we fundamentally need the same thing, but then our body can metabolize, digest different things. That's because I can eat, I don't know, broccoli. You may not be able to. Your body might say, no, I cannot. And that's where, yes, you may get bloated and and uh, eating something and I don't. And that's where, yeah, we should listen to the body. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm good at listening to the body. That's something still that I am working on. And I think as humanity, we're not good at listening to the body. The body will tell you, you know, if there's something wrong, if you put something into it that it doesn't like or or it struggles with, it will try and tell you. It, it tried to tell you, but we have become very bad at listening. Yeah. Um, and that's why, and that's why with this whole carnivore diet, I guess, and this is something that I I've I've logically come to understand. A lot of people heal themselves going on the carnivore diet. I don't think it's necessarily the meat. I do know that meat is the it has the highest concentration of amazing minerals and vitamins and protein and everything in 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 I suppose one food, but it's the a lot of the time it's an elimination. They've eliminated a lot of the things that are potentially yeah. uh, causing them issues, and that's what I realized. And this is the, the way I realized that as well is that I was listening to a story because again I was doing research on you know how why do I have all these skin issues constantly, and I had a a story of a guy that literally lived on his own land. He grew, he grew his own food, his own organic produce, and he had severe skin issues. And how he solved it, he went on the carnivore diet. 
but he was already eating as organic, as natural as possible. Hmm. So he eliminated plants. Now, this is a whole other conversation, but because plants actually contain poison, every single plant, every single plant we eat contains poison. The way that plants protect themselves is, is, is um, yes, they release poison. You know, an animal can run away. It can bite you. It has different defense mechanisms in a plant. A plant, you know, has poison in it to try and protect itself. And so for some people, that can be the reason why they're struggling with their health. So, this, you know, there's extreme cases where, you know, some people cannot eat any plants. And then after that, it depends which plant. Some have higher concentration of some things that your body cannot tolerate, cannot deal with. And also the body's constantly changing. Just because you can eat it today, that doesn't mean you can eat it tomorrow. It might just one day wake up and go, no, I don't want this anymore. So it's yeah, it's about constantly listening, adjusting, and changing and adapting. And yeah, there's no right way um, for everyone. And and that's where I've learned as well. You know, I used to tell people, you have to eat meat. Then I went to, you don't have to eat meat. Then now I'm back to just fucking do what works. Yeah, do what works for you. And you know, Peter, this also brings me to a point where you know, our our guts are just not healthy. Our our microbiome, we, you know, take antibiotics, we take all these, even our foods have antibiotics. So also healing your gut and really truly seeing what's going on, like people that have like um, acid reflux, it's not because you have too much acid, it's because you probably don't have enough acid in your stomach to digest the food that you're eating. And what happens in our typical health or sick care, we give you a pepsit, which is an anti-acid. And that actually causes more issues. And I see this every day in my patients because they come in for an endoscopy, for scope, for acid. They just put them on anti-acid. So it's just, there's just so much out there. And I, I know it's so confusing for people. And I love that we can share this and maybe just give people some ideas to research and maybe do an elimination diet or whatever you need to do. Uh, listen to your body because you're the only one that knows what's going on. Uh, we all have different experiences, but if you listen to yourself and truly tune into what's going on, don't just put a bandaid on things. When you have pain, don't just take pain medicine. There, that pain is there for a reason, whether it's a headache, maybe stress or whatever else. So don't live in this sick cultures. But those are some good points. Thank you for sharing all of this. My last question that I love to ask all my guests is, um, what are the three things that you wish you had known sooner related to anything in your life, whether it's health, relationships, work, whatever? That's a good question. But the way I also look at things is the way I am, where I am, how I am, is a reflection of my past. So trying to change the past, well, first of all, trying to change the past is silly anyway because it's impossible and can't do it. But, you know, I always do think, yeah, what if, you know, what I know now, or, you know, known 20 years ago, but it's impossible. And this is what I keep telling people as well. Like, you know, through life, you gain this knowledge, this wisdom by trial, error, expanding the mind, learning, growing. You can't know this earlier because it, <laughs> you had to acquire it all through the years. But, yeah, I mean, I wish, obviously, I started looking after myself earlier because, it, like I said, probably in my early 30s, I started taking my health seriously. So I could be even in a better shape 
um, that I am right now. The other thing is, you know, the, the power of the mind. Um, that's another thing I learned. Like mm. everything is literally in the mind. If you think you can, if you think you can't, yes. you're right. Just just choose. And that's where I find a lot of people say, I can't. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't afford it. I can't, 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 can't. And if that's what you're choosing, then there's nowhere to go from there. That's it. Yeah. And and you're creating that reality. And so I've learned that to me, there's no such thing as the impossible. It doesn't exist. It's just how do I do it? What do I have to do? And that's and, and then I, I go and do it. Um, anyway, those are the, I suppose, the important uh, things that, yeah, the mind is that we can be, do, have anything, and the only limitations are the ones that we create in our mind. Mm. So reach for the stars. Okay. There is no ceiling. Sky is not the ceiling. There literally is no ceiling. Don't limit yourself. And and yeah, definitely take care of your health because, you know, it's funny as humans, we, and, and I'm guilty of this as well, we spend our life, you know, chasing our goals and dreams and sacrifice our health in the process and then we potentially achieve success greatness money and then we're trying to fix our health and get it all back mm -hmm. <laughs> so whatever we do in life don't sacrifice health in the process always make time money energy to work on your health and wellness and that's another thing i think say actually is whether you like it or not you're going to pay for your health and that's in every way money time, effort, energy. Now, you can do it one of two ways. Proactively, holistically, look after it, invest the time, money, energy, or wait until you get a major disease, illness, cancer, diabetes, some problem, and then go to sick care and try and fix it all okay. and spend the money and time, energy, effort like that. So at the end of the day, you're going to do it one way or the other. You cannot get away from it. Now, if you do it proactively, holistically, you're going to have a better life. You're going to feel better, look better, because there's another thing is looking good gives you confidence. If you feel good, if you look good, you look in the mirror and you're happy, you walk out there and you're ready to conquer the world. If you look in the mirror and you're disappointed, there's nowhere to really go and that. You're not really motivated, inspired to do anything else with your life. So, uh, yeah, I recommend just look after yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spend the time, money, energy, because it just enhances everything in your life. And if you don't do it, you're going to do it anyway, sooner or later. It's just going to force you. You're going to be forced to do it. That is such a great point. And it, it will be more expensive than buying good organic food when you're going through that, not only the expense of diabetes or heart disease or heart attack, God forbid, right? But, you know, Peter, you actually made a good point that made me think of like a car, right? If you have a car, you don't just drive in and beat it up, beat it up, and then wait till it breaks down to change the oil because it's going to be so much more expensive. Well, some then. people do. That's they exactly do. the analogy is there. Exactly. Yes. You can be proactive, take it for a service, make yep. sure it's running nice, change the Prevent, change preventative the care. Plug. Exactly. Yes. Change the spark plug, change the oil, yep. or just run it into the ground and then <laughs> break the entire engine. And you may need to replace the entire engine. And yep. it'll cost you an arm and a leg. And you could have just spent that little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, regularly. So yeah, exactly. It's a good analogy. In the car, you know, yeah. I just, I just discussed with Noray, I discussed the quote of Jim Rohn. It's not what the book costs. 
but what it will cost you if you don't read it. We actually kind of took it and referred it to our health because it's not what it costs us now, whether the gym membership, the food, the trainer, the sauna, but what, what not investing in all, on those things, what will it cost you later? It's, it's such a great way to think about it, not just the book, but our health and anything that you invest in, whether it's a coach or some kind of business venture. Actually, that's, and that brings me, reminds me of something else. It's not knowledge that's power, it's action. It's just a similar yes. sort of by saying, you know, because mm. a lot of people know, right? Let's be real. Most people know how to, I suppose, lose weight, move the body, you know, exercise and watch what you eat. Mm-hmm. And it's not overly that difficult. And actually, it reminded me now what what the third thing I want to say is, is just think logically and use some common sense when you're like approaching food. Like, you know, like I said, the way I look at it is if it's got an ingredients list, think how they used to live 50, 100 years ago. You know, when you go and buy a packet of food, what tree does that grow on? Does it come out of the ground? No. So just think basic, think, go back to nature, go back to basics. And if you're just going to basic, you know, meat comes from nature, an apple comes from nature. Anything that's packaged doesn't come from nature. So it's not natural. It's not probably good for you. But yes, knowledge is not power. It's the action. And yes, doing that action of working out, and it doesn't have to get crazy. That's another thing. I think a lot of people fail as well because they think they have to go gym. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I literally haven't been to the gym for a long time, but I do push-ups every single day. It doesn't take me that long. And that's that, that's something that you don't need to go anywhere. You can do it in your own home. So it doesn't have to be crazy. And 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 even exercise doesn't have to be crazy. Do the things that you love. Go rock climbing, go bike riding, go dancing, whatever. You know, do something you enjoy because if you don't enjoy it, you won't continue doing it. It'll be a burden. It'll be um, something you don't look forward to. So make it fun. Um, so, yeah, that, there's, I suppose, the tips is making it fun. And, and that way you can, you know, be on top of it and not make it seem like, oh, I have to go and do this thing that I don't want to do. Great points. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, those are some mic drops right there at the end. So thank you, Peter. How can people find you? What's the best way to connect with you? Well, um, it's funny. I've got two Instagram accounts and I've got two Facebook accounts. Oh, you do? Not not, not by choice, but I broke too many community standards and um, (laughs) I was in too many 30-day Facebook jails and people couldn't tag me, so I had to start. But (laughs) Oh, my goodness. if they just search my name, Peter Sass, S-Z-A-S-Z, there's not that many of me. That's <laughs> my name. They should be able to find me on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, yeah, that's probably the easiest, best way to connect. Sounds good. I'll share your profile uh, in the description as well. And thank you so much for your time. I enjoyed talking to you and getting to know you on this deeper level. So thank you so much. And I look forward to hopefully more conversation and seeing you in Miami. Yes, I'll I'll see you shortly somewhere. Not sure where. And yeah, appreciate this conversation and hopefully it's help some people out in some way, shape or form. And 
and yeah, just to finish off, like just take care of your health because yeah, it's 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 That's the all we have. important thing. That's all we have. Like if, yeah. if if you don't have your health, what else do you have? What's the point of anything? So yeah, thank you and appreciate your time as well. Thank you, Peter. Take care. Thanks. Bye for now. Bye.